spending, saving, and investing. The tale of two houses. Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast, Modern Tales of an Ancient Pursuit. I am thankful that you clicked play. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. It really isn't the tale of two houses. It was it's probably more accurate the tale of two residences. Back in May, I published an episode entitled Spending Control. How's that working out for you? No, this isn't going to the, the podcast isn't going to morph into a finance podcast, but uh, pe- people are curious. And I guess I get it because, well, I'm, I'm curious now. I mean, at this age, first time ever to be splitting time, albeit it's really a 95-5 kind of a split. So it's heavy, heavy toward the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But for the first time ever, we kind of are maintaining two different places. There's been a whole lot of lessons learned so people are curious and i'm happy to share all of the idiocy and failure and some success that we've learned along the way so that's gonna be today's show Uh, coming to you from the Yellow Studio 3.1, I have on one of the monitors over to my right, I have the Ring camera dashboard pulled up, and I'm watching, I'm not watching work inside the Yellow Studio 4.0, but I'm looking at the garage cam and some of the prep work that's going in to get 4.0 up and going. Got some great folks that are doing a little bit of work over there, but I'll tell you more about that as we go here. A recent move, well, actually two recent moves, required all kinds of seemingly extraneous spending. But it really is it's not extraneous. It's it seems at times to me aggravatingly excessive because I don't necessarily want to do it. Now, that's not completely true. Some things I do want and other things, you know, it's like kind of have to, right? I mean, there are things like all those expenses that are associated with moving like truck rental and fuel and boxes and packing material. And then when you get moved, there's landscaping and there's appliances and there's window coverings and blah, blah, blah. It just goes on and on and on. I sometimes wonder as I talk to people or as I even see from some safe distance, people that relocate people that move buy a new house. And I don't mean necessarily new construction, but a new house for them and and they've got they've got the mortgage budgeted they've got they know what the monthly payment thing is going to be they got the insurance and the taxes figured out and i i look so i i look sometimes and i'm like 
they're not calculating everything. There's going to be so many other things that they're going to be out of pocket that they just didn't think about. So as I'm sitting here embarking, as I said, on the Yellow Studio 4.0, and as it's being assembled, here we are at this age of life with two residences that just require some cost that can't be helped, along with a few that I freely admit probably could be helped. But I can tell you that we are being we're being strategic about it. Are we being as strategic as possible? No. No. I there's no way. We're 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 not. I mean, there are some things we'll just call them place A and place B. Place A, ninety five percent of the time we're at place A. Place B, about five percent of the time. But place B is kind of future we're, we're gonna we're gonna somehow flip the script a little bit and we're gonna spend more time at place b than we currently are but so here we are at place a but we got place b and even though the time split is probably 95 5 the possession split is just the opposite the possession split is probably 595 which what I'm saying is the place where we spend about 5% of our time has about 95% of everything we own. Uh I'm I'm not suggesting that this is how you operate. We didn't, when I talk about being strategic, see, this is a place where we absolutely were not strategic at all because we, we, we weren't planning to buy place B, but we did. I've talked about that. So I'm not going to revisit that here, but uh, we now are thinking about when family visits place B, which that has not yet happened, but it's fixing to happen. We're like, okay, well, we're going to need places. We've got a guest bedroom, but we're going to need places for kids for one or more kids. And we don't need that at place a, but we do need that at place B. And the problem is we've got some furniture at place a that once it's at place B, well, okay, we'll be in pretty good shape, but right now, right now we aren't because right now, I mean, for instance, we, we have one sofa at place B and we have one sofa at place a, well, if both sofas were wherever the kids are going to visit, then okay. You know, the kids can sleep on the sofas, but when you've only got one sofa and you got more than one kid, okay, well now Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) We're one sofa short. Or we're one kid too long. It's just that kind of stuff. It's stuff that you just don't know. You're not sitting here thinking about this stuff when you're moving, when you're buying places or renting places. And even though we're gonna keep a we're gonna keep a place A and a place B, they're just not they're not forever gonna look like they look right now. And so we knew, we knew that here for about a year, give or take, we were gonna be kind of scrambling. Well, I I did we, did we underestimate the degree of scrambling? Yeah, probably. I can tell you what we grossly underestimated. We grossly underestimated being able to keep track of where stuff was. You know, we've, I've talked before we're, we're in this, <laughs> we know we have it. We just don't have a clue where it's at. And place a is smaller. So it's pretty easy to scour that we look around and there's no boxes. We've unboxed everything at place a where we are 95% of the time. It's like, okay, well it ain't here. 
well, it's got to be at place B. Then you get over to place B and you still got, I don't know. We've got about a 20% of the garage still has boxes in it. And then there's some boxes inside the house. Mostly the boxes inside the house. We know what's there, but it's like, okay, well, it's got to be here. And nah, still can't find it. <laughs> it's like, well, I know we didn't throw it away. We know we didn't leave it behind. Got to be here. So Rhonda's unboxing some dolls at place B and one particular doll. And of course, you know, they're like kids. She, she knows them. She keeps up with them. She's like, it's not here. I said, well, it's gotta be here. It's gotta be here. We didn't, we didn't, you box them up. We didn't, we didn't, it's a her. We didn't leave her behind. Yeah. She had a name. I forgot what the name was. So she's looking and looking and looking. I said, gotta be here. Gotta be here. So I'm trying to help her look like I know what I'm looking for. All I know is I'm looking for a, a big doll box and I know what those look like. Okay. Well, turns out she was in a box and it wasn't the box that Rhonda thought it was, but there she was. So that happened twice. You know, we're looking for. We're looking for two different dolls and thankfully, yeah, she ended up finding them both. So there was that, but some of this stuff, you can't spreadsheet it out. You can't, there's just these things that come up and happen that you just have to deal with in real time. Now I've talked ad nauseum about my definition of wisdom, getting it right in real time. Well, I'd love to tell you we've gotten it all right in real time. We haven't. We There have been a lot of things we did not get right in real time, and for good reason, because sometimes this stuff is just coming at you so fast and so furious, and things that you didn't plan for, curveballs here and there, sinker balls here and there, and you're like, okay, I don't know. And you've got this kind of information in front of you, and you're just trying to do the best you can are the things that I would go back and do differently? Maybe, but we didn't know. We didn't know then what we know now. So it really isn't, it just really isn't a very fair deal. But as I start keeping up with the spreadsheet and looking at the numbers and keeping up with, okay, the money coming in, the money going out. I mean, man, there are days where it feels like I just want to cut up the credit cards. I want to unplug the internet and let's see, can we go six months without buying anything except food and utilities. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pushing hard to get to that place, but we're not there yet. We're not there. So some of the, uh, some of the inquiries that I've gotten is, well, so, you know, give us, give me some sense of what, I mean, what is that looking like? So let me share. And along the way, I'll share with you some of the foolishness and some of the wisdom maybe that we have learned along the way. And I don't know why I'm starting here, but I just put some notes down on paper to try to make sure that I was kind of hitting the things that people were inquiring about. I have spent about since we sold our house and we sold our house back in, well, we closed on it in the first part of March, 2023. I have spent about, and I don't know why, but I've spent about $400 in clothing. Now this includes some new shoes, shirts, and pants. And I can tell you, I have spent about that much in the past six years total. Uh 
Okay, well, that doesn't include buying winter beanies. I, here's what I discovered. If you buy winter beanies when winter's over, you can get them dirt cheap. So I bought quite a few. This was probably back in this was this was back in March ish. It was about the time we closed on the house. I bought quite a few twenty and thirty dollar beanies for five bucks a piece. Because once winter's over, they're like, okay, we we got inventory. Now nah, let's just let's just sell this. I can honestly tell you, I do not budget a hundred dollars a year for clothing. I just don't. Gone are the days of buying suits on sale. I've got suits right now that I bought on sale. Hart Schaffner Mark. Those were that was kind of the staple brand of suit that I kind of preferred. I, I haven't bought a suit. I couldn't tell you. Well, I could tell you. It's been a while. And dress shirts, same thing. But, you know, when you've got dress shirts and you wear these to church, so, okay, they get worn four times a month. Ties, same thing. So I don't spend money on that that kind of clothing. But I have spent about 400 bucks. And people can say, well, that doesn't sound like much. Well, when... When I go back and look at the last six years, and if you count shoes, maybe, maybe I've spent 400, and I'm counting shoes, by the way, maybe I've spent 400 bucks in the last six years, uh, a few hundred bucks, probably more. Let's call that 400 bucks too, on things like vacuum cleaners and mops and brooms. And now we had vacuum cleaners, so I didn't need vacuum cleaner for place a or b but kind of sort of needed needed one at the other right it's not something you're going to schlep back and forth because you need to vac i like to vacuum how often do you vacuum i I vacuum at least twice probably three times a week what about mopping how often do you mop i'm going to mop at least once a week and preferably twice a week i'm just saying but I enjoy, I enjoy that, that kind of work. Do you make your bed? I'm just asking. I, I'm still that guy that gets up and the first thing I do is make the bed. And I, I, I look in there and I don't think it's made right now. <laughs> then there are days that I just, you know, I kind of half fold the, the covers back. And some of you people from uh, the far East, because this is, I, I've learned this. I've learned this from various people from various cultures, uh, in the East don't make a bed, but roll it halfway and basically let the bed kind of air out before they make it. I didn't know that, but I've been told that by multiple people from that culture. That's what I'm doing today. And I will do that. I will do that a couple of times a week. Um, uh, Step ladders, because Rhonda's short and needs them. Uh, we did buy a new step ladder. wasn't wasn't stupid expensive. Really nice too, by the way. And then we sold our what was it? A little giant, you know, those kind of ladders that I mean, they're really flexible. The one we had was it was older, pretty heavy. The new ones are not as heavy. We sold that. We got a good amount for it. In fact, we got almost enough for it to cover buying a new one. 
So got a little bigger ladder. So spent, call it 300 bucks on those. The only reason I really need the bigger ladder is for place B. I need to clean the gutters out occasionally. Uh, about 500 bucks on things like leaf blower, water hose, a nice, and I do mean a nice, world-class $22 nozzle. Have you ever had a really nice nozzle on the end of a garden hose? Yeah, me neither. I mean, you can't find them. These are just impossible to find. I really should take a picture of this thing. The problem is I'm in place A and it's at place B. But this thing is, it's, it's all metal and brass. This thing is ridiculously awesome. And I'm like, you know, in 22 bucks, but people think, why, well, you know, I get some for five bucks. Or, I should have found this thing four decades ago. Well, they probably didn't make it four decades ago, but it's really nice. A uh, rake, yeah, push broom, that kind of stuff, but probably spent about 500 bucks and clearly the leaf blower. Cause I got a really good, it claims that it blows 200 miles an hour. I'd like to meet the guy that measures that. What do they do? I mean, they go in a wind tunnel or something and a guy sitting there with a, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure it can be measured. I, I don't know. <laughs> 200 mile an hour leaf blower you need that so i bought that um a few hundred bucks well let's calculate that it's probably closer to 300 maybe 350 bucks this was not necessary but i really wanted it place b is kind of the happy place and place b has got a back patio that's pretty stinking awesome Okay, you got no furniture back there. It's covered patio, ceiling fan, the whole bit. No furniture back there. Well, come on. You know, you got to be able to enjoy the place. So I don't have it yet. It'll be here this week, Lord willing. Uh, but probably spent 300, 350 bucks on some furniture as well as an outdoor rug. Now this furniture is that fancy polywood. Have you have just Google polywood? All one word, P O L Y wood. Uh this stuff is made out of recycled plastic. It doesn't fade, it doesn't crack, it doesn't deteriorate, it doesn't mold. Uh, you don't have to repaint it. I mean, it's um we had a back deck at the original house that we sold made out of this same kind of material. It's just ridiculously awesome feels like wood i mean that deck it, it walked like you were walking on wood but doesn't rot doesn't so probably about 350 bucks give or take with that two rockers kind of a little table that goes between them i like rockers i like to rock i like to roll and um the outdoor rug you know, and just on and on it goes, right? A few hundred bucks here, a few hundred bucks there. Pretty soon it adds up to real money. Now, real big point of clarification here for those of you listening. Otherwise, who am I talking to? We're not spending money we don't have. That does not lessen the pain of it. You know, it's not like we're sitting here trying to burn through this as fast as we can. We are just finding ourselves needing some things Yes, freely admit, wanting some things. 
in place B. And along the way, there have been a few things, not as many, but a few things that we need and want in place A. And then, you know, the big problem is there are some things that we need in both places, like the vacuum cleaners. Here's the big ticket stuff. I decided, okay, let's think about this in terms of where's the money really been? Where's the money really had to go? The big ticket stuff in this order, best I can tell, appliances, far and away number one, appliances. Now, we're not including the purchase price of the house. Okay, we're not going to include the rent at the at the apartment. We're not including any of that. So, appliances. We sell our house and our house had a built-in sub-zero refrigerator. It obviously had built-in appliances. It also had a washer and dryer that I included with the house. And the main reason I did is these things were, they were great top of the line KitchenAid and they worked like champs and they looked brand new. I didn't want to move these things. I didn't want to store these things. Keep in mind when we put the house on the market, we were not planning on buying place B. We were planning on moving into a place that was going to already have a refrigerator, already have a washer, already have a dryer. And I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to move the things to begin with. They weren't brand new. They were in great shape, but they weren't brand new. And I didn't want to pay to store them. So I included them with the house. So you buy place B, you don't have a washer and a dryer. You don't have a refrigerator. You've got an oven, a cooktop, and a built-in microwave, but you don't have these other big three. So guess what? We had to go buy those three. First thing we did is we bought the refrigerator. When you're in place B for a few days, okay, you just throw your dirty clothes in a bag and you take them back home to place A and you wash. But So we didn't need a washer and dryer right out of the gate, but we needed a refrigerator. So the refrigerator came first. Well, okay, there goes a few thousand bucks. And sooner than later, it's like, well, yeah, let's go ahead and get the washer and dryer. So we got the washer and dryer and there's another few thousand bucks. So that was far and away the biggest ticket stuff. Now, great news is six months, same as cash, both times, separate times. So the refrigerator, you know, it might've been 12 now that I'm thinking about it. And yeah, we bought it from a big box place. So big box place, you get their credit card, you get a certain discount and you get favorable terms and you basically get 0% financing. Okay. I've talked before with you about this. So yeah, why not? We've got it. We could pay cash for it, but why do that? Let's use somebody else's money. Let's keep our own powder dry. Let's burn theirs. And so that's what we did with the refrigerator. Now you fast forward another month, maybe two, and now washer and dryer, same exact thing, but you're still paying for it. I mean, it's still, it's still a lot of money. Uh, the second thing was landscaping at place B. And this was you, the amount of money that you can spend on landscaping is obscenely ridiculous. I mean, I haven't done this in forever. And when you start talking to people and some of these people, I I don't, they just have to care about it way more than I do. (laughs) 
but hey, whatever. So place B, it's it's a lot of rock. And that's just kind of be speaking of the place. There's just a lot of rock yards. Now, I'm really I'm a big fan. These are these are low maintenance. You don't have to water rocks. How cool is that? That's <laughs> pretty cool. That's what it is. Uh but it's it's not cheap, but no landscaping is cheap. So landscaping was far and away. It wasn't as much as appliances, but it was close. And then next minor construction work for Rhonda sewing space and for the yellow studio 4.0. So what I'm watching happen in my garage right now at place B via the ring camera now that work is happening for the yellow studio 4.0 and these involve a few thousand bucks each now for Rhonda's sewing space it involved primarily added shelving which looks great by the way uh, for the yellow studio it's going to involve it well it already has involved beadboard you a fan of beadboard i love beadboard so I decided I wanted to do beadboard. I don't, what is it? Four feet up the wall. So if you come up about four feet and you got beadboard around and then the rest of the wall is going to have what is called quiet wall fabric. It's the same kind of fabric that you find in theaters because it has an, it has a property to dampen sound. So I'm trying to manage the echo and i mean i want the sound quality to be decent so they came in they did the beadboard and as i'm watching them on the ring today they're installing that fabric on the walls so ronda space and yellow studio 4.0 well yeah let's let's call it a few thousand bucks each for material and labor now here's the thing about all of those things these big ticket things and you're thinking, man, a few thousand bucks here and a few thousand. Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, wait a minute, what the ROI, the return on investment for all these kinds of things, this is where I, and I'm not, I'm not conning myself. They, they are, they are an expense. And at the same time, they are an investment. You, you can't make an investment without expensing it. You've, you've got, you've got the money has to come from somewhere, but there is an ROI to these things that is much higher and much longer than most anything else. For instance, the refrigerator, the washer, and the dryer, they're going to last longer than the garden hose. They're going to last longer than probably the vacuum cleaner. Or the leaf blower. Now the patio furniture, because it's made out of that stuff, that ain't going anywhere. I mean, unless somebody breaks it, it's not going to rot. It's not going to deteriorate. It's not going to fade. It's not going to crack. It's probably going to be like a cockroach. It's probably going to live forever. But the ROI on the refrigerator, the washer, the dryer, the landscaping, and this stuff being done for Rhonda's sewing space and for the L Studio 4, these are things that... The ROI is both high and long-term because we're not likely, we're not likely going to replace any of that stuff. 
I was thinking, okay, are we going to replace any of that stuff in the next 10 years? I got news for you. I, we're not likely going to replace any of that stuff ever. <laughs> okay. If a refrigerator, washer, dryer breaks, but the landscaping's not going anywhere. It's not going to deteriorate. They're rocks. <laughs> uh, Rhonda's Rhonda sewing space. While she's liable to change the configuration of where she puts things in the room, the shelving that she had installed, she's going to keep that and have that from now on this beadboard and this fabric on the walls to help manage the acoustics in yellow studio 4.0. That ain't going anywhere. I'm not going to change that. So these are dollars that yes, they're significant. They are the most significant dollars, but they are also the dollars that we're not going to have to do this again, if ever, or at the very least for a very long time. And when we're thinking about our money, when we're thinking about spending, saving, and investing, and for us, this tale of two houses, yes, that makes a difference. That makes a difference. I wanted the refrigerator and the washer and the dryer that I wanted, and I didn't go low end. I didn't go okay, let's just forget money and let's just get the very bet. I didn't do that either. I went for the things that had the features I wanted, uh, the design kind of thing that I wanted, the reliability thing that I wanted, uh, the utility that I wanted and okay, what can I get that for? And then I shopped it hard. In fact, I shopped it real hard. True story. The washer and dryer, I had it I had it in the cart and the only reason I didn't pull the trigger is because this was for place B. We weren't at place B we're at place a, and I needed to schedule the delivery of it and the installation of it when we would be at place B problem in the cart with this big box outfit, you couldn't, you couldn't specify the, the date beyond a certain time. And so I couldn't pull the trigger and buy it. Well, chop my legs off and call me shorty. If before I could pull the trigger on it and get it in the date range that I needed, all the discounts on the thing went off and it shot up in price. The washer and dryer combined shot up in price to close to a thousand dollars. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I called, I tried to everything I could to, <laughs> to get them to work with me. Now, you know, it's your, you're pushing water up a hill in those kinds of deals. So I waited, I waited. I didn't buy the washer and dryer. I waited and I waited and I waited and guess what? Yeah, it came back on sale and then I pulled the trigger on it. Uh, so I did that, uh, the landscaping less. So, you know, it was kind of, it was what it was. Uh, the construction, I was, we were mainly concerned about, okay, who's going to do this. So we got people that were very reliable, uh, landscaping. I had another recommendation and I, I have talked before and it looks, it looks fine. There's no way I'm recommending this person uh, or this company. And I just, I haven't named them to anybody and I won't, uh, I might privately, if somebody says, well, who did yours, man? I like it. And I'd like, yeah, well, you don't want to use them. Uh, but the others, yeah, good to go. Good to go. We have spent 
about a thousand dollars on fixtures and furniture for both spaces for Rhonda's sewing room and for the yellow studio 4.0. I'm, I'm, I'm ballparking about a grand, about a grand on that. And we've got another few hundred bucks to go to finish out both spaces. Actually, what I'm using right now is my work desk for yellow studio 3.1 is going to become Rhonda's work desk. Uh, this is a 52 inch long desk. Uh, it, it elevates, it will become a standing desk. It's really nice. It's on casters. It's got a nice thick top. Uh, it's home Depot. It's a home Depot workbench. It's got two drawers. Yeah. You can go to their website and find it. It's, uh, it's great. Why more people don't use this. I have no idea why people spend a thousand dollars, $1,100 because I, I bought this thing and it was 200 and some odd dollars. I bought the 62 inch. So I bought one that's a, I need one. That's a little bit longer. This one's a little bit cramped. I didn't need one longer than this for where I'm at. Cause I didn't have the space, but in place B I'm going to have the space. So I bought a 62 inch one. Then she's going to take this one that I'm currently using. And that's going to become her, her workspace for computer work and that kind of stuff. So if you include this one, then okay, add a couple of hundred bucks more. So 1200 bucks or so for both places. And we probably got, I've got another $300 or so to go to finish out yellow chairs. Come on kids. I, I got two chairs and they're out of stock right now. They, I had those in my shopping cart. They didn't, they didn't go off sale or anything. They just, they just fell out of stock. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm waiting for those to come back in stock. And that's going to be about 300 bucks, little, a little over 300 bucks for, for two chairs. I've got it. I've already got a table. I'm repurposing an existing table. That's going to go between them. And that's going to kind of be part of my backdrop in the yellow studio 4.0. If things work out as I have planned. So as you can tell this stuff, it just, it just adds up and we're not even talking about, okay, food. So you get to place B and it's like, okay, we've got an empty pantry and we don't want things that will expire quickly, but some canned stuff and some stuff that won't spoil quickly. There's just kind of some staple things that you need. Uh, Rhonda's a coffee drinker. I'm not. Uh, so we bought her a little, you know, it's just a little one cup Keurig kind of a thing. Okay. Well, that's a hundred bucks, but she drinks coffee. I don't, so I don't care. It, it just, there's a whole lot of nickel and diming along the way that really just adds up, but that's the spending part. Now the saving part, well, I've, I've alluded to some of the saving part. The saving part is, you know, how, how patient are you in shopping it? I'm, I'm patient to shop it. I'm really patient to shop it. I just yesterday, have you, have you seen this website? You probably have, have you seen this website, T M T E M U. I don't have an affiliate or anything. I mean, I don't even know if they, I have no idea where. 
they're Chinese, they're Taiwanese, they're Korean. I don't know where they're at, but they have to come through customs. So I've been seeing for about a year, a pair of reading glasses. Now I'm going to take mine off because they just came yesterday. These reading glasses that I hold in my, in my hands are $3 and some change. I, I spent a whopping $3 and some change on these things. I bought two pair, the pair that I'm holding in my hand, they are black. The frames are black, but the very end pieces toward that go over your ears and the little nose bridge things are red. Yeah, I know. seems weird. The stems, isn't that what you call them on glasses? The legs or the stems on these things are not quite straight, but close. I don't like glasses probably because my head's big. These glasses that really, they curve around your ears. And I don't mean like those low, those Ray bands, you know, that pilots wear that kind of clamp or I mean the ones that just, they just curve. The stems are too, are too short for me on many glasses because the distance between the front of my head and the back of my ears, I guess is just too big. Cause I got a big head. <laughs> so I spot these glasses somewhere about a year ago. And I like, yeah, I like these because the stems are relatively straight and I'm always kind of on the lookout for reading glasses that have pretty straight stems and they're 1999. Okay. Well, that sounds cheap. I don't buy them. <laughs> So we're talking about saving. I don't buy them. They're 1999. Then all of a sudden something pops up in my feed somewhere. And I see this thing for T E M U. Now Rhonda had heard of this place. I'd never heard of this place. And it's kind of like, I don't know. They, they're kind of like the QVC of just stuff and everything's just ridiculous. Everything is so cheap. It's like, it can't be real. I mean, how can that be real? I see the glasses. I look, I pull up the ad for the 1999 glasses. I pull up the ad in TEMU for these glasses. They are exactly the same glasses. They are $3 and 40 some odd cents. I'm like $3 and they ship free. How do you ship free? And you're not even in America. I don't know, but they do. So I'm looking at these things and I'm looking at the 1999 I'm like, well, I, okay, I'll take a flyer on a pair of $3 and 47 cent glasses, right? I mean, most I could get hurt is I'm going to lose $3 and 47 cents. I mean, how bad can they be? Walmart reading glasses are more expensive than that, which I do have by the way. So I, I, I buy two pair of them. Well, now I'm looking at sunglasses. I don't need any kind of magnification on sunglasses. My distance reading is my distance side is fine. So I'm looking at these things and there were other sunglasses that I saw at Amazon and really nice sunglasses, 24 bucks, 25 bucks. Guess what I see? Yeah, you got it. So over on Timu or whatever it is. I, I see the exact same glasses. Yep. $3 and 47 cents. 
I bought two pair of sunglasses, two pair of reading glasses, and including tax. Yep, they charge tax, no shipping. And I spent $16 and some change. And they came yesterday. Now they don't have some fancy case or any of that stuff. Well, the reading glasses came in there in a little cheesy plastic case. The others were just in a box and they came in one. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> this thing. Well, it came from halfway across the world, if not all the way around the world. And, uh, they got here yesterday and they're fine. They weren't damaged. And I'm wearing, I'm wearing my $3 and 47 cent reading glasses with reasonably straight stems right now. So we're talking, I don't know. What's the difference between 24, 25 bucks and $3 and 47 cents. What's the difference between $20 and $3. I mean, that's savings kids. That is savings. Duluth trading. Are you a Duluth trading fan? Me too. I'm particularly fond of, they have. I think they're called firefighter. They're no, they're not firefighter. They're wrinkle fighter. The, these shirts don't wrinkle. They're really amazing. You just throw them in the wash, throw them in the dryer. You take them out, you hang them up and they just look great and terrific. Now I'm, these are casual. Sh that's all I wear. I'm old. I dress the way I want to. And I've got four or five of these and I got them cheap. These are not cheap shirts. These are 60, 70, even $80 shirts. And I got them for not anywhere close to that. I think, I think the original kind of firefighter shirts I got were like 15 bucks a piece. I did. I did do something really stupid. No, it's not stupid. The first one came in the other two. I bought three for the summer. They make long sleeve kind of these river shirts. They're, they're kind of like fishing shirts. They're, they're made out of material that wick it wicks away the moisture and they dry really quickly and they're really cool and they've got a certain degree of sunscreen protection and i think these are normally like 80 bucks and i got them for 49 dollars a piece so i saved not quite 50 percent i think i think it was 40 percent off and i bought three i told you i've spent more on clothes in the last few months than I have in six years. Yeah. And that includes underwear <laughs> and socks. So I'm set, man. I'm set. I got new, I got new glasses. I got new shades. I got new threads, shoes. What do you do with shoes? Rhonda, Rhonda does this. I really didn't start doing it, but she kind of converted me to it. So if Rhonda finds a pair of shoes that she really likes and are comfortable, and if she can find a deal on them, she buys multiple pair. The fact the last time she had me scoping out some kind of shoe that she wants, these are not athletic shoes. These are just kind of day to day. And they, they, I mean, they're, they're nice looking little shoes and <laughs> she buys a pair. She gets them. She's like, oh yeah, I like these. So I'm on the prowl. They go on sale. And I think she had me buy four pair. Now they're all identical. They're all identical. No, she doesn't rotate them. She just, she'll wear one pair and she just wears them out. And then when this pair that she's wearing, when she wears those out, she'll open up a second pair, but she's at any, she's got four pair in a box right now waiting on her because what she learned is a, it's not just a matter of them going on sale. It's a matter of what if they stop making it? 
So, yeah, it's it's speculative. There's no question. But you're saving based on your speculation that they could quit making it or like my experience with the washer and dryer. Okay, the sale goes off and now you're now you're you're hammered. If you had to have it when I was trying to pull the trigger on that, I would have either spent an extra thousand dollars or I would have been gone. I would have gone shopping hard. And by the way, I did, I went and looked everywhere and it was like, okay, everybody's, everybody's reading everybody's mail. Everybody went up. Okay. Well, I would have been hosed. Well, I wasn't hosed because, okay, I'll wait. So a big lesson. And don't we already know this? A big lesson for saving is timing. If you've got to have it right now, right here, right. Okay. You don't have leverage. So don't put yourself in that position. If you can help it. Now, some things you can't help. So my son and his family, uh, they took a trip. They left just yesterday. Her brother's getting married. His, his brother-in-law and it's out of town. And the day before they leave, he discovers that the truck, the big truck that they're taking, his wife's truck, there's a nail in the tire. And oh, by the way, and the tread probably ain't so great. Okay. Well, this is the day before they're leaving. He needs two new tires. He can go shopping and I'm sure he did knowing him, but you still need them. And you've got this timed event he he couldn't forego well i'll just wait till next month no we're driving tomorrow and this is a family including him a family of five we're talking about tires here we're talking about vehicle safety so you have to you have to consider all of that that's a way different scenario than me buying a washer and dryer that for a place that i'm not even living at much right so we got to think about those kinds of things, but this, this saving, yeah, I, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I have never had, I think I recorded and said, you know, I don't own a smart speaker and I, I, I tongue in cheek said yet. Well, I bought one and I'm going to tell you why I bought one. I'm, I'm watching some of the grandkids. I'm at my son's house and they've got these little echoes or whatever, these little Amazon uh, devices. I, I would name her name, but if I do, and you're got me on a speaker and you have one, she'll start talking back to us. So will mine, by the way, because I got one. So I bought an echo dot from Amazon. Now this thing is, I don't know, 50 bucks, whatever. No, I didn't spend 50 bucks. Got it on sale. It was right about 25 bucks. And oh, by the way, you could get a smart plug for free. The smart plug is made by a company called TP link. I happen to have had some of their devices in the past. It's a single plug, no big deal, but kind of cool. And I got one and I'm like, well, this is a game changer. This thing's ridiculous. How have I lived this long and not had one of these? I've known about these things since they came around, but I just, I don't know. I just, uh, so I go to my son's house and they've, he, they've got them in nearly every room and I'm like, okay, 
So I got mine. I haven't had mine more than three days. And I'm like, I, I, I need more of these. Oh, I need way more of these. <laughs> so on sale for about 25 bucks with the smart plug. Yeah. I bought three more, you know, so there's 80 bucks or whatever. I'll never get back. Again, it kind of, it's in keeping with the theme of this high utility. I've talked to you before about this. My, my view of practical minimalism is high utility. If you don't have one of these devices, you, you, you're missing, you're just missing out. These have extraordinarily high utility. They just, yeah, they're just, it's crazy. The things that you can do with this thing. I love it. I think it's awesome. Rhonda doesn't know I have it yet. I haven't shared it with her. I have it here inside 3.1 yellow studio. So she has not observed it and I've kind of got it off in a corner. So she knows nothing about it, but she will Saturday. Hers are coming. Well, I've got three more coming and one I'm going to basically make, I'm going to put it on her side of the bed and I'm not going to tell her I'm going to surprise her with it. But again, we're talking about something that is, and I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to assume that they never get full price for these things. I'm going to assume they keep these things on sale forever, but I don't know that, but I'm looking at this thing, 25 bucks, right at 25 bucks for the echo dot and for the smart plug. I, I that's stupid high ROI. It's like my glasses. It's like that, that can't be right. It is right. So the smart plug I've got wired to the lamp that is shining over my head here in the yellow studio. And all I do is speak to, you know, who, and I tell her to turn the yellow studio lamp on or turn it off. And it happens. And you think, well, come on, how hard is it to turn a lamp on? Well, if you saw the way I had the lamp configured, uh, you would know I, I, yeah, I kind of have to climb up to turn this. Th okay. Well, I don't have to do that anymore. That's yeah, crazy. Good. That's pretty stinking awesome. And the quickness of the response is really what gets me. So I listen to a local radio station every morning and here inside the yellow studio, I don't have an over the air radio. So I stream it. So I go online, I open a browser, I either go to tune in or I go to iHeart and I, and I've got it bookmarked, but you know, you have to launch it. And then the pre the, the launch has this pre-roll ad and stuff. It's just not like a live stream. It is a live stream, but it takes a while. I can now come in and I can tell, you know, who to just play this station and two seconds later, it's playing. It's awesome. Just those two things alone. That's worth more, way more than 25 bucks. <laughs> so what are you spending money on? How are you working to save the money? And we're, we've talked about saving the money that you're spending, but then what about just saving to save? What about just money then to either invest or to save? There's tons and tons and tons of tons of stats and online articles about 
the lack of saving and people having money for a rainy day. Now, here in Texas, as well as where place B is, thunderstorms have been a pretty daily occurrence while I'm recording. And oh, by the way, I'm recording during dry dock. I know I shouldn't, but I am. So April, May, June storm season, they've, they've arrived later this year. Seems to me they've come much later this year. Usually April, you, we get pretty hit hard. April wasn't bad. May wasn't all that bad. June has had more than May had. And it's the middle of June as I'm hitting the record button. Just to give you some context. And hailstorms come. Well, hailstorms can damage trees. They can damage houses. And yes, there's insurance. But then there's some stuff that, okay, good luck. You know, you're going to be out of pocket some stuff. How prepared are you for something like that? How prepared are you for, you know, the blown hot water heater? How prepared are you this time of year in the summertime? How prepared are you if the air conditioner needs a little bit of work? An awful lot of people aren't. An awful lot of people are ill-prepared. It, it, there's empirical evidence that a lot of people, I don't know the percentage, but it's a high number, are $500 away from just absolute disaster. Well, you don't want to be $500 away from absolute disaster. So you want to have money saved. Now, whether you follow Dave Ramsey's advice or Susie Orman or any of these other pundits and okay, is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year of living expenses saved? Whatever that is. Yeah. We all need to be responsible enough to save and have as much squirreled away for a rainy day to cover our expenses for a period of time. Oh, I've there. Listen, there've been times in our life early on where now nah, we, you kidding weeks. We don't, we can't measure that in months, but for most of our life, we have been able to have enough money set away so that if something did happen now, I'm not talking something catastrophic, but you and I both know there are people, I hope you're not one of them, that a hot water heater going out is catastrophic. Having to call a, an air conditioning repair person to come and tell you that it's going to cost you three to $500 or more to fix it, for many people, that's catastrophic. So we certainly want to avoid that. So there's saving for that. There is saving... So we've talked about saving money on the things that we buy, like my glasses or the Echo Dot, saving money for something, some unforeseen circumstance, just, just having a cushion, having a runway. And then they're saving money for this last category of investing. Investing, we'll just simply define it as where we can have our money make money. Our money can earn us some money. Now, in some cases, our money can't earn us a whole lot of money. Most everybody's got some type of a checking account and a savings account. Some of us have a checking account that is also able to earn a little bit of interest, not much, but something. An awful lot of Americans still have bank accounts that have a lot of fees attached. The bank charges you for everything. 
And because you've been with that bank forever, you just pay it wrong. Stop doing that. Don't do that. Find a place where you can have a checking account and they don't charge you for anything. And you can even earn a little bit of interest because it could be tied to the market. There is no downside risk. If things plan out, pan out well in the market, you can make a little bit of money, not a lot, but you can make something, but you don't lose anything. And oh, by the way, there's no ATM fees. I don't, do you use an ATM? I guess everybody uses an ATM, but me, I've never, ever used an ATM. The only debit cards I've ever used were ones that I got as a promotion. For instance, the internet at plan at place B that internet, I expect when I go back to place B the next time, there's going to be a $300 visa debit card. You ever gotten a promotion like that? Those are the only debit cards I've ever used in my life. I've never used a personally issued debit card. I've only used debit cards that had an amount on there that was given to me through a promotion. And I've never used an ATM. I am probably the only person on the planet, but I I know that people use them. And I know that some banks charge, they charge a fee and people just pay the fee. They charge a fee, all kinds of fees for, for various accounts. Don't do that. They've got your money. They're using your money. They're working your money. Don't pay. You don't need to pay a fee savings account. In this economy, sometimes the savings account numbers are not that bad. Not that bad. I mean, there was a time when man, you got no interest in your savings account. Now you could go shop that and I'm not, you don't have to go to Joe's bank. I mean, you can go to a Charles Schwab. You can go to a, a, a capital one. You can go to any number of really solid institutions that by the way, have great interfaces with a smartphone. I've got everything on my phone and you can, you can make a decent, a decent percentage return on just very safe checking savings accounts, particularly savings accounts. Ditto for CDs. So certificates of deposit right now. I mean, I've got a CD that was an 11 month CD that is going to pay five and a quarter. Well, that's okay. That's not, maybe you're saying, well, that's nothing. Well, yeah, it's something. It's not nothing. It's something. It's better than 1%. It's better than 2%. You know, is it better than playing in the stock market? No, but there's zero risk. When this thing matures in 11 months, I know that I'm getting back what I put in there plus the five and a quarter percent interest that this thing is earning. Ditto on T-bills. So you can go, you can do that directly through the treasury and T-bills are typically going to be a little bit better than CDs. But now these are the things that a guy like me is looking at because of my age. I'm not willing to risk significant money. And by the way, if I did risk anything at all, I would, I would probably risk it in something like an S and P 500 index thing. Um, might do that, might not do that. And that's just a, 
sit and hold kind of a thing. So I'm not giving investment advice. I'm not a professional. You need to seek out your own professional advice, but this much is sure we need to be saving money. We need to save money for catastrophic or rainy day events, and we need to save money so that we can invest that money and have that money grow. And for some of us at this stage of my life, if that money grows some, then growing some is better than it growing none at all. And when it comes to banking stuff, just like investing stuff, we don't want to be paying out a bunch of fees. So if I invest a hundred dollars and there's all kinds of fees attached to my, okay, well then by the time I've invested and by the time my investment might return, give me a return, the fees could eat up a significant portion of that return. No, we don't want to do that. And there's ways to avoid doing that. So we don't want a bunch of fees with our banking. We don't want a bunch of fees with our investing. Just my point of view. You seek your own professional help. I can tell you this, two houses. I know that they're super rich folks and they've got all kinds of houses all over the place and their and and their digs don't look anywhere like my digs. I just don't get it. I'm sorry, I don't get it. I really don't. Rhonda and I have a long-term plan here. And when I say long-term, I'm talking six, eight months. I'm not talking six, eight years. So we've got a plan here that we are executing, and we've had to modify that plan because place B was not part of the plan. Place B came up. It was an opportunity. We seized the opportunity. We are enormously grateful that we were in a position to seize it and even more grateful that we did. It was great. It's going to be great. It's already great. But I look at even the super rich and it's like, okay, they got a place here and a place there and a place. And I'm like, if you've got that kind of money, just rent the thing for a month. If that's, if, if this is where you want to go and then you can stay in a unique place, but I guess you want your own stuff and maybe you want to rent it out. Maybe you want to invite people to go and to stay there when you're not there. I don't know, but there are just moving parts with it that I wouldn't wish on anybody. (laughs) I just wouldn't, you know, you've got double stuff. So I keep looking at my spreadsheet and I keep looking at what, at what things are going to be once we, once we alter place a and place B the math is going to dramatically swing to our favor. We're just not there yet. Spending, saving, investing. Tell of two houses. It could be the tell of a single house. It could be the tell of a single apartment. It could be that context following spending, saving, and investing could be anything. I don't know what your situation is, but I know this much. Spending, saving, and investing, they are to some degree a part of your life. It could be that your life is pretty constituted by spending. I would encourage you to rethink that. 
It could be that your life is pretty dominated by spending and saving, and you just don't feel like you're able to invest. Been there, done that. I get it. But leaning toward wisdom and us trying to get this right in real time as quickly as we are able. Again, it depends on where we're at in life and it depends on our age and it depends on our career and a whole lot of other things. But we need to juggle those three things, spending, saving and investing. We need to juggle all three of those simultaneously. For most of us, the first one is going to dominate the activity. And we didn't talk about earning because the big E in front of both all three of those things is earning before we spend it, before we save it, before we can invest it, we must earn it. And an awful lot of people are getting that wrong, including our federal government. It's like, well, how are we going to teach these kids anything when Uncle Sam is showing us the way. Yeah, just up the debt ceiling. It's okay. Just find another credit card. Stick another credit card in a wallet. It'll all be, it'll be good. It'll work out. <laughs> yeah, let's not go down that path. Earning, earning, earning. And it's not a matter of, well, you need to be a high income earner. Well, that'd be great and wonderful if you can, but what if you can? What if you don't have the opportunity? What if you don't have What if you don't have the education? What if you don't have the skill set? Invest in yourself. And by that, I don't mostly mean money. I mean your interest and your time. Learn what you need to learn. Grow, improve, get better. But focus on how much value you can provide focus on earning then you can better navigate the spending the saving and the investing hope this was helpful these are hard things we've all made the mistakes and we will make the mistakes just don't make a mistake that you can't recover from so be very 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 careful seek professional advice when you need it because I am not a pro. But I am Randy Cantrell. And this is Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast, Modern Tales of an Ancient Pursuit. Greetings and welcome. Inside the Yellow Studio. Studio.